Hi everyone, in this chapter I sit down with Maiza. I hope you enjoy it. It's a very interesting take on a child celebrity and TV presenter. Uh, and if you do want to see the video version, you can find it on my YouTube channel. Enjoy. Hello. Hello. Maiza. Yes. Correct. Correct. Okay, so let's start with how is Dubai treating you? Wow, amazing. I'm loving Dubai because it looks like a world, you know? I. I went to the desert and I went skiing at the same day. And this was, you know, crazy. So I'm loving here the food, the people. And I feel like it's incredible to see a lot of different cultures in one place. It's true. There's so many nationalities in one place. Yes, I've seen a lot of Brazilians, um, Latinos and people from all around the world. Hmm. Okay, so one of the first things that I'm sure a lot of people asked you when I went to check your... Uh, social media, yes. I saw plus A. Yeah. So what does that mean? <laughs> okay, let's see. What does it mean? Well, so uh, I'm going to be doing a translation to Portuguese, okay? Sure. Plus, in Portuguese, it's mais. Mais. And it's the plus sign we use in math and stuff. And my name is Maisa. Mm. So in Brazil, we pronounce um, A-S-A. So Mais a, okay. which is Maisa. Cool. And instead of writing, you know, my name, I could just go faster. So I thought, oh, I feel like this is a good way of giving autographs and, you know, just a nickname yeah. online. So that's why I created the plus A, Maisa. Okay. You wrote in your bio that you are an artist. Yes. What does an artist mean to you? I feel like... Art is something really personal, so sometimes what I think is art, it's not art for you, but I feel like an artist has to express um, himself through art, so you try to impact other people with what you're doing. Um, if you're singing a song, you sing because you want to impact other people, because you want to show emotion. Um, and if you're acting, because I'm an actress as well, you're trying to give them an example, a role, to mm -hmm. follow or something bad for them not to do. So um, last year I had an opportunity to play a villain, which was some something completely different from everything that I've ever done. I was really insecure before getting that role because, you know, I've always um, worked as the good girl. And I was like, ah, are the children going to think that I'm a bad person? Because <laughs> yeah. that's not what I am. And... I received a really positive feedback from other girls because they told me that um, some girls, like the role I played, bullied them before. So that role I played was really personal and emotional to them because they remembered a lot and they remembered someone who was bad to them but then apologized. So. I mean, with that role, I kind of showed people that you can change, that you can be a good person, and that a bad person sometimes was hurt before, you know? So I feel like art is a little of that. You get to impact other people's lives with your with your experience, with your body. So, yes. I like the answer. Um, did you know that Maiza or Mesa is also an Arabic name? I'm sure you heard it. Yes, I heard in Egypt. I mean, I loved it. Do you know what it means? No, I don't know. So I, I checked it out. It means a person walking with pride or proudly. Ooh, like... Yeah, like you have pride, you know? 
That's it's cool, good. Huh? Yes. Yeah. In Portuguese, my name, I mean, I don't know if Portuguese, but my dad, he chose my name and it means pearl. Pearl. Yes. You know, this this country and this city is I very know. much. I know. So it was meant for you to come here. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm realizing a dream. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you've tried so many things mm -hmm. in uh, 17 years, right? Yes. Uh, artist, singer actress, influencer, mm -hmm. where do you find yourself most today? <sighs> All over the place, you know. I feel like I'm really um, a not quiet person, so I can't, I can't stop, you know. I like to sing sometimes. I'm, I'm not a singer, but I'm a person who likes to sing for, you know, characters that I eventually play, and I like to act, and I like to interview people. I like to make these connections in different ways. And sometimes I think that I get to express myself better as an actress or as an influencer. So I feel like like I kind of, I'm a puzzle and I kind of fit um, myself in different places. So I get to express myself in the, in a good way for people. So when I'm being, you know, myself, I share this um, on social media. I feel like it's a place where I can I can be funny. I get to show the good and the bad moments of my life. And would yeah. you show the bad moments on social media? I do. You do. I do. That's good for you. I I believe that because sometimes on social media, I feel like it's all about having the perfect life, and I don't agree with that. Absolutely. Because um, we're all hu humans. We go through bad moments and good moments. So why only showing people what they want to see? Sometimes you must show them that you're just like them, that words can hurt. So that's why I'm always telling people, you know, um, be responsible with your words because they can be... Um, hurtful. Hurtful, yes. And sometimes they can be wonderful. They can be um, something that kind of changes um, someone's lives. You know, even... And this is something we learned from uh, my mother. She's the type that if you're walking in the mall, she's like, nice bag. Aww. Like, you know what I mean? And she doesn't know you. But then I thought, Sweet. and I talked to one of uh, my friends and I told her, when you think of something nice about somebody, it's your duty or responsibility to share it. Yes. Rather than be stingy and you keep it to yourself. Because a lot of people will say, I really like your t-shirt in their mind, mm -hmm. but they never tell you. Yes. And you're like, why? Don't be stingy. Be very, you know, open, give, open and giving. Yes. And it can change somebody's day. Maybe they are having a bad day and then you're like, I really like your hair. I totally agree with you. You know? Yes. Okay. So let's rewind. Mm -hmm. How was your childhood? Exposed and really... Um, That's an interesting word. Yes. It was completely exposed because um, I started working when I was three. So I've always been, you know, in front of cameras and people were always um, talking about me or looking at me. But my parents, they kind of made um, a dome around me. So I didn't realize that until I was about 10. So even though my childhood was really exposed um, because I was always on stage and stuff like that, I didn't know that. So whenever someone um, walked in said to me like, Maisa, I'm a fan. I would get like, not thanks, but why? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I didn't know that. So when I um, 
got into a soap opera in Brazil, like a TV show, a series, something like that, I realized because my friends from school, they started wearing the same things that I wore on the soap opera, on the show. So I thought to myself, oh my God, I think I'm famous, you know? So even though I had these exposed moments in my house, I was just a normal kid. At my school, people would treat me just the same, you know? So that's why I didn't realize that I was, you know, exposed and famous till I was 10. And that was so important to me because it made me who I am, you know? I think that's why I don't, I don't believe that this is all happening. Until it, now? I don't believe, I always talk about that with my psychologist, that I just have a hard time believing that everything that I'm living is real. And that's maybe why I get so about everything, you know? Whenever I'm invited to somewhere or whenever I travel and I meet new people, I, I don't get like, oh, I'm tired of this, or you know, this is normal, Liam Payne, normal. No, I, I never get like that, I'm always like, Wow, this is amazing. And my childhood was just the same. I would Don't always... change that. Hmm? Don't change that. Oh, thank you. Mm. Hopefully I won't. Mm. Um, I used to bring my toys to the studio and play with the camera guys and <laughs> everybody from the crew. I would always bring my Barbies there, you know. So I had a really interesting childhood, but my parents made it easy for me, you know? They didn't give me, like, obligations or, oh, you have to do this or you can do this. Don't go to the mall, you know, you're famous. Don't go to the mall or don't go to school. No, they would never tell me that. So, yes. So you would say that you lived a typical 17-year-old kind of life or compared to the normal, maybe, let's call it normal, to the normal teenager? Yes. Or it was different? I feel like, you know Hannah Montana? I know the name, yeah. I know she's popular with kids. So yeah. the story about Hannah Montana is that she was a Disney character. Also, I grew up a lot, um, watching a lot of Disney. That's why I'm always mentioning <laughs> Disney characters. But um, she was Miley Cyrus at her school and her private life. And she was Hannah Montana on stage and people didn't know that she was, you know, Hannah Montana. Mm. And I kind of lived that. Even though people knew me as Maisa, in my personal life, they would always treat me as a normal teenager. So that's why I get this two different worlds experience because whenever I'm working, I feel like I'm more mature and I, well, I talk to older people, you know, all the time. So I think it made me more mature and decide because of my profession. And then the other side of me, the teenager, is just as normal as anyone, you know? Mm. I don't... Even though I have these obligations and I have my work, I get to go to parties and I get to study. I just graduated this year. So yes. Congrats. Yeah. Free from school. <laughs> <laughs> and I have this typical life that all of my friends, they have the same. But yeah, I get to travel and meet new places and meet new people and that's amazing. You mentioned um, that you have a psychologist. Yes. I find that very healthy. Thank you. And very interesting that you were so uh, forthcoming to share that because a lot of, I don't know how it is in Brazil, but here, uh, unfortunately, it's now actually it's much better but it's reaching a point where it's okay to say I have a therapist or I have a psychologist. Before, a lot of people are like, even if they have problems, they're like, I don't need a doctor. I don't need to talk to anybody. Now, mental health 
is coming out. Out like it's a really important thing, a depression or all of that. So whose idea was that? Uh, I feel you a lot in Brazil. We have the same kind of problem, you know, when people, they're not um, open to share um, that they need help. But that's why I'm always talking about that. You know, if you need help, just go and find the help that you need because internet sometimes can really hurt you. So the idea was mine because my friend, Guilherme, who works with me, he has a therapist and he was just telling me about how she kind of helped him and changed his life. And I really wanted that. So because I thought it's an interesting story, okay? I don't mind sharing it. You know, no problem at all. I thought that I was anxious. Yeah. And that is a real problem, you know, anxiety kind of. Of course. Damages people every day and they are um, unable to experience some things in their lives because of anxiety. So that's why it's really important to take care of anxiety if you, you know, you have and you need help. So I thought I was anxious because I read on online, of course, you know. So I got there like, and the therapist, she was like, okay, so why are you here? And I was like, I think I'm anxious. And she told me, why? And I told her, Oh, because sometimes I feel this and I feel that. And she was like, okay, we'll see. So um, time went by and she told me, you're not anxious at all. You know, you're just, um, how can I say, active. Yeah, I'm energetic. An act- yes, energetic. I'm really yeah. energetic. And that's not anxiety. So I kind of confused everything. But um, I didn't stop going to the psychologist because I realized that even though you don't have anxiety or depression or anything, you know, it's good for your mental health because sometimes it's just a space that you get to share some things that are deep down in your heart and then you don't share because you think, oh, never mind, it's not a problem. They don't need to know about that I'm, I got hurt because of these, you know. So I find that it's a really good place for me. And it's a place where I get to, you know, just be myself and to be down to earth. And yes. I like that because today I want to learn from you. I want to learn. I how... learned from you, you know, that thing that your mom taught you. Yeah. Uh, she taught me a lot of things. Yes. Um, I want to learn how, because I was born in 81, so I am... <laughs> from another Much, era. I'm 21 years older than you. Imagine. Yes. So for me, I lived before the internet and after the internet. What I want to learn more... What was that like? Yeah. That's why for me, it was very different. Like me, I was playing in the sand yeah. with little toys. So until the internet came, it changed a lot of things. But for you, you were born in the internet. Yes. So for me, it's really important today to talk about what somebody who's born into the internet Mm -hmm. and this world that we're in and how the challenges are maybe very different from my challenges when I was younger. Yeah. So a few things. One, do you, you're a child celebrity. You said you started working at two or three. Yeah. Globally, a lot of people are afraid of the idea of child celebrity because they become famous at a young age. They miss out on childhood or they grow up and they don't have the attention when they grow up and then they want the attention. So there's a lot of, you know, uh, ideas and uh, opinions about it. Mm-hmm. This is an inter- interesting question. When you have kids later, not now, later, <laughs> would you want them to be child celebrities or not? So, I think, I don't know, you know, because when I um, got this idea, this dream, it was really, 
let me tell you, okay, how I, I asked my parents to go on television. So, um, I was born in the big city, but then we moved to, like, a small city, you know? And, um, because my dad, he used to work a lot and he was always traveling, so that's why we moved. And I would always watch this TV show called How You. He's a famous, um, hostess from, TV host from Brazil, and he, he's always discovering talented, talents. So I used to watch that every time with my grandma and my granddad, and kids used to go there, they still go there, and they dressed up as, you know, I mean, if you have an idol, you can dress up as your favorite idol, and you get to sing and dance and perform and meet your idols. Nice. So when I was watching that, I used to be a big fan of a group from Brazil, Rouge, that was the name. Um, I think it's red in yeah, French. Yeah. And Sanji Junior, a lot of artists in Brazil that I used to love. And they would always go on that TV show. So I was watching with my family and I was like, oh, I want to go inside of the TV. And I thought that, you know, there was a gate, an invisible <laughs> gate that I would just, you know, yeah. jump and go there. So I would ask a lot my granddad and my grandma. And they would always tell my parents, oh, she wants to go to television. It's her dream. You have to take her. And they were like, no, she's just a baby. No, no, no. She has to play. She has to go to school. And I started having dreams. Um, by the age of like two and a half to three, I started having dreams. And I used to tell the guy who worked just in front of my house, oh, did you watch me? I went to house you. And I didn't go. Wow. It was a dream of mine. Yes, that's why everything that's happening to me, it's really crazy. I it's like a law of attraction. You, th you saw it before it happened. Yeah. Mm. And then um, when I was three, they gave me a surprise party, my parents. I didn't have friends back then, so it was just, you know, the three of us and a lot of toys. And they asked me, when I, in Brazil we have this tradition that you have to... You, and Blow make the candles, a, yes, yeah. Yes, and make a wish yeah, that time. And... I said, I said it out loud. I want to go to the show. So they said, okay, that's what you want. Then you go and you make the test. But they thought that I wouldn't go, that I was, you know, not ready because I didn't, I didn't have dance classes or music classes. I was literally a normal child. And they took me there. Everybody had like, fancy clothes and a choreography or a poem. They had something, you know, uh, a, a number prepare, prepared to present there, and I didn't have anything because that was an audition. So the girl from the production, she told us, oh, what is she going to do? And my dad, he was like, she doesn't know. She'll figure it out, right? And I was like, yes, I'm going to dance. So, you know. Sassy. <laughs> and my dad went to the car. He got a, an old CD from Rouge. Yeah. And I said, I want to dance, blah, blah, blah. Really famous song in Brazil. So they played the music and I started, I don't know what I did. You know, my, my mom, she told me that I started dancing and kind of dubbing the song. Yeah. As if I wasn't part of the, the girl band. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. And they liked me. So they said, oh, okay, we got a call. Next week, we want to see her on stage. And my parents, they were like, we just brought this girl here because we thought that she wouldn't go in. So why are you doing this? But they didn't hide from me because they thought it would be, you know, uh, 
a one thing, you know, one chance only, and then I would go back and things would be normal. And I started going and going and going and going till it got to the point where I was hired and I liked it. And that's why I started. So I don't know if I would let my children go there because if it was the same thing as I, I felt, you know, it's a dream, it's something that you can't just um, kind of put the kid's dream in a cage and lock it, you know. So I would never do this. If it was really that dream, I would let them. But if it's just something because they saw me and they think that things would be easy for them, then I wouldn't let them. It's a good answer. You know, mm. people, we just can't control people. That's what I think. So we'll talk about something that's very important, mm -hmm. um, which is also uh, cyberbullying or bullying maybe in school, Yeah. Uh, which seems to be a very serious topic in our it world, mm -hmm. you know, with people online, like you said, on social media, people can talk badly, they can make fun, they can love you and they can hate you. At the same uh, time. How was your experience in, I don't know, if you were bullied in school or online? I kind of was, you know, because um, as I was growing up, I heard a lot of things from people from my school, you know, like there was this TV show in Brazil where they used to call me my Lisa, the monster girl, because they did like um, a character, a funny, it was a funny TV show and they made like a TV character that looked just like me, but it was really the opposite from what I was. And I used to think that it was funny because I liked the guys from the, the show, so it didn't hurt me at all. I, was, I used to laugh um, every time that I watched with my family. But people from my school started calling me like monster when I was, you know, seven, eight. So I got really um, sad and I started to go like, I'm not a monster, you can play with me, you know? I'm not gonna hurt you, I'm not gonna do anything, I'm not gonna kill you. And I started to be really sad about it. And I told my parents and then I told, um, when I went to Silvio Santos' show, I kind of talked about it in, in public and it kind of stopped, you know, because I feel like my colleagues from school, they realized that it's not just because they do that joke on television that they can bring that, you know, to school where I'm just trying to be normal and make fun of my face because of that. So that's why I think that it's really personal when it comes to bullying because the words, even though it's a joke and people think they're not going to hurt you, it can be really um, hurtful, you know, and you can get sad because of a joke. So I always tell people, it's not a joke if the person is not laughing, mm. you know. And about cyberbullying, I'm always open um, on Twitter, on Instagram and YouTube to kind of share moments where I explain to people that if you, I tell you, you know, um, you're ugly, you're an awful person, even though I don't mean that, the person already heard it and it will be truth. So that's why you have to be careful with your words. And I feel like it's a problem because when we are teenagers, we are not, you know, kind of ready. We didn't leave enough to kind of overcome all of this and, you know, be oh, I know that I'm not that, I know that I'm not ugly, I know that I'm not this or that. We are still kind of um, discovering who we are and where we belong. 
So that's why we are kind of shaping ourselves to the world. So when you hear something about your appearance and your hair, um, the way that you look, that's why it's really worse than it, it would be for like someone who's, I don't know, 30 or 40, because yeah. But how do you deal with it personally? Because you're popular. Yeah. Uh, you're not somebody who has only 100 followers, you have millions. Yeah. So is it easy to deal with it? Do you ignore, do you block? I ignore and block most of the times and I try to pay attention to the positive comments and you know the love that they're sharing I try to pay attention to that but sometimes you're fragile you're not in a good day so you know you get a hundred of comments good comments you're beautiful I love you um, send me kisses you know and you read that one yeah. <laughs> that one comment saying um, I thought you were nicer or something like that. And that gets you, you know, because you're not in a good day. So sometimes I respond that I know that I'm wrong, that I shouldn't do this. But sometimes I do respond. And especially I respond when I think that is something that can be a rumor and that people, um, they will believe. Yeah, so you need to clarify. Yes, I need to clarify things. So sometimes I use my social media to respond haters um, in order to clarify and for people not to make fake stories about me and that end up as something tragic, you know, to the media. Why is woman empowerment so important to you? Because I feel like we have to own our space and to show that um, you can do everything, you know? You don't have to be defined by your, you know, your body or the way that you look like. You can just um, be everything that you want to be. That's why I, want, I think that woman empowerment, it's really important. And especially because I feel like women, they are really smart and they are really intelligent, but people sometimes they pay attention to the way that woman looks so much that they don't see what's, you know. Beyond. Yes, that what's beyond or what is inside of women. That's why I always share that, um, that thing, you know, mm. that you can do everything. Um, I asked a Brazilian friend, and he said that you're very famous uh, for being honest. That's why you became popular, because you would be very natural. And uh, that's how you became famous, because you would say something that is so honest, everybody's like, ooh, you know? And I think that's what... I do that so, a lot. Okay, so do you think with age, you become less honest? Kind of, you know? I mean, with me, it kind of didn't happen yet. So sometimes I can get... You know, I people, they... Sometimes they say that honesty is something good. I feel like sometimes it's good and bad. I agree. Because you have to kind of measure your honesty because I feel like if your honesty can hurt someone, then you should, you know, think about it before you say. So that's There's, what... I say there is an art to honesty. Mm -hmm. So for example, let's say our friend became very fat. Mm -hmm. I can say you're fat and he'll be hurt. Or I can say, you, you used to look much better. I really think you should go back to the gym. You look great when you go to the gym. I said the same thing. Yeah, but in a different way. In yes, different I agree way. with you. And I feel like with some people, you don't have the space or the, you know, the friendship to say some truths that may hurt the people. So, yes, I feel like honesty, you should really get intimate to the person so then you can say something. But if someone hurts you and it's not as, I don't know, 
your boss, something like that, someone that sometimes you don't have this intimacy and this relationship, I feel like you should say, you know, you should be honest with this person, even though it it will probably hurt, but if it's causing a problem in your life, then you should, you know, speak. You don't have to be rude when you're being honest. Correct. Just like you said, I feel like I feel like you kind of have to be polite but honest at the same time. So there is this really thin line where everybody's learning. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Quicker questions. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so hard. No, no, they're not too quick. I'm more chilled. Okay. Um, are you afraid of anything? Yes. Tell me. Pigeons. Pigeons. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm not. There are a lot here outside. I know. I know. You know, I'm having a really good time here in Dubai and Egypt because I didn't see many pigeons. You know, when I went to Europe, it was something that I got so scared. I used to <laughs> run and grab people's arms. So that's how you judge a country by the amount of pigeons you. Yes, that's why. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm, that's how I choose where I'm going. Google pigeons, you know, <laughs> um, and getting kidnapped, something like that. You know, mm. I'm afraid of this. Um, best moment in your life. Yet to come. Yet to come. Yeah. Worst moment in your life. Worst moment in my life. I kind of feel like yet to come, but I don't know. I feel like I have had some bad and good moments in my life. But when I look back, they are not as bad as they looked. Because sometimes something that hurts you, you know, back then, it doesn't affect you anymore. So you laugh at it. You know? Correct. Um, I was talking to people about it. Four years ago, I spent New Year's uh, on the beach and I got, I don't know how to say in English, but I got a mosquito bite, yeah. like two, and I went to the hospital. And back then it felt worse because I was crying. I was, you know, bloated. And today I really laugh at this situation. So yeah, yet to come. Okay. Um, human beings. Mm -hmm. For us, it's very important to feel seen, yeah. visible, mm -hmm. valuable. And each one of us, we do something that makes us feel we're present, we exist. What do you do today that makes you feel valuable? Tough one. Um, I feel like... What makes me feel alive is, you know, my work. Because sometimes it's not a work, it's a therapy. It's something that I use to share everything that's inside of me to people. Of course, that's really hard because sometimes you're judged by your opinions and it can be something that you don't want to hear at the moment. But I feel like whenever I get to express myself and just be who I am and be open, be honest, that that's keeping me alive, you know? Sometimes when I feel like I'm being, um, I have a filter on my mouth, I feel like that makes me small and it makes me really sad and that's not what I like at all. I like to be free and I feel like that's why I work with communication because it's something that makes me alive and yeah. Any regrets? Regrets? No. No, no regrets. Oh, yes, a regret. Uh. Piercing. Really? Yes. 
Oh my God, it doesn't heal. I hate <laughs> it so bad. Don't do piercing, kids. Last question. Um, okay. Mm. Maiza in one word. Don't cheat. That's it's the first think of that first word that came to your mind. You know, changing. Mm. Evolving. Evolving, yes, that's the word. Thank I you so to. much. Evolving. Thank you for today. Thank you. Nice Anna. to meet you.